1: Hello, folks, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv. And it's great to pick back up from where we just came from, which was basically the depths of hell. On episode five, part one, we began our journey into investigating Elon Musk's brain chip company, Neuralink, in which he wants to drill a hole in the back of your head and implant a Bluetooth-enabled chip that plugs into your brain. Yesterday, what we reviewed were the beginning elements of what you need to understand in order for us to get to where we are going today. If you remember yesterday we talked about Dennis Bushnell. We introduced him to you. He is NASA's chief scientist for the last 40 years, highly credentialed, highly influential, madman. We played a speech from him talking about brain chips, and this was from 2018, 2018. Dennis Bushnell said they had over 200,000 humans on the planet with brain chips in their head. He praised Elon Musk for helping normalize this technology. He also praised Ray Kurzweil, who we've talked about in depth on this show. And he praised Kurzweil for discussing the AI hive mind neocortex built in silicon which is where they are going to upload everyone's thoughts into this ai hive mind and then beam it back into the skulls of humans through elon musk's brain chip and at the end of yesterday's show we started to discuss elon musk's history of being a forked tongue lying devil on one hand he claims to Well, let's look right here. I will just pull up a couple of these articles for you as a reminder. Here we go. Adopting AI is like, quote, summoning the demon, end quote, says Musk. And that really got to me last night. Really got to me. I was thinking about that. You know, I'm a common sense kind of guy. If you're Elon Musk, if you are the Elon Musk in which you and I... Are told he is what we, as the plebeians, the common man in ancient Rome, just the regular class. If we are supposed to believe he is a genius, he is the richest man on earth who plays musical chairs with people like Jeff Bezos, swapping out who's the richest man on earth every other day. If we are supposed to believe he's this autistic genius, but he's a humanitarian and he loves us, And Elon loves us, and he's afraid of AI because it's like summoning the demon. But yet he's building it. The whole time, going back to 2012, that Elon Musk was, quote-unquote, warning of AI and the dangers of AI. At the same time, he was building it. And so I thought to myself, and I know this is going to upset some of the Trumpers out there. And I apologize, but I have to be honest with you. Okay, I supported Donald Trump wholeheartedly in 2015. I actually used to dress up as Donald Trump and do this impression of him. I I performed at two inaugural balls in Washington, D.C. the night before he was inaugurated on January 19th, which was my birthday, and then the day he was inaugurated on January 20th. They were for two groups that had supported Trump, raised money for Trump, and I really supported Donald Trump's Build the Wall campaign. I was a guy for many years who was in tune to, investigated, uh, did journalism on open border issues, and so I supported him, but I was well aware of what Donald Trump was. I was well aware uh, of his narcissism. I hope we could play it to our favor because... My mentality was that if anyone was going to build a 50-foot-high wall, it would be him. He would leaf it in gold and put his name on it, but who cares? It would get done. And so three or four months into his presidency, many things occurred where I realized he was not going to get it done, and so I started speaking out against him on podcast. But I donated to his campaign I did uh, videos as Trump for free with Right Side Broadcasting. They were actually covering all of the Trump rallies live streaming from there when the media refused to turn the cameras around and show the crowd. So I was right there with Trump. I had a few large Twitter accounts at the time and uh, promoted him right alongside with people like Maria Albanese, uh, who appears with Mike Moore on the Thomas Paine podcast every Friday. And she will be on the show Monday. I will be filling in for Mike and she will be a guest on that show. And so I supported him. I have a track record of supporting him even more so than, than probably many of you out there. It's not a competition, but I just want you to know that I'm not some never Trumper. I am not some quack liberal. In fact, I'm not a libertarian and uh, I do not identify as anything. I am post-political now. Politics do not matter to me. Uh, If we are to believe that the election was rigged in 2020 while Trump was president, then I don't know how I am supposed to believe that the election would not be rigged while Trump is not president. So I'm done with politics. Uh, No matter who is ever in power, bad things happen to us. And I'm not talking about, oh, our our 401ks went up uh, 10%. Oh, the economy's great. Gas is down. Yes, those are kitchen table issues. But in the big scheme of things, the technocrats are building this dystopian prison planet around us. And that occurred under Trump. That's occurring under Biden. Trump went to the World Economic Forum at least twice Shook the hand of Klaus Schwab, praised him. He's a great guy, Klaus Schwab, unbelievable guy, one of the greats, more popular than me, so unbelievable. Look at Klaus Schwab, look at him, great guy, horrible guy, not a horrible guy, really great guy, fantastic, unbelievable, so great, so incredible. Look at him, look at him in the dress, beautiful dress, Star Trek dress, Star Wars dress, looks phenomenal unbelievable guy believe me unbelievable i have never said this but other people have said klaus schwab is well endowed blue chew great company all the wonderful ingredients inside viagra but in a chewable little tablet right and no i do not do an ad for blue chew i just like to make fun of it excuse me sometimes when i do trump my throat gets dry i don't do blue chew ads and never will I make fun of it because so many other podcasters do promote Blue Chew, which is actually a chewable Viagra. I think it's hilarious that these people have resorted to selling penis pills, but whatever, not my problem. But here's the point with Trump. I started to feel like the poem that Trump would go out and read At almost every rally. And I went to, it was either 12 or 13 rallies during 2015 and then the first year of his presidency. Uh, So it was 15, 16, and then the first year of 17 when he did the 100-day tour. Actually, was at his 100-day rally in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, recording there with Right Side Broadcasting. And he used to do the poem. He would say, here's the snake. The little snake and the snake and the woman picks up the snake and the snake goes back to her house, it crawls up her leg and in short it bites her on her inner thigh and she says to the snake, I was so nice to you and the snake says, well at the end of the day, I'm a snake, right? I bit you on your inner thigh and it tasted great by the way, I preferred to grab it but I bit it you know what I'm saying, we all know, locker room talk anyway, sorry about that I've I've been so... Deep into the technocracy, that I have to (laughs) release some of the darkness through a little bit of humor here and there, or I'm going to drive myself crazy. So, when Trump would do the poem, and then when I started to notice that he was a liar, and I had inside knowledge uh, of what was going on in the White House through some of my contacts. One of them will bring on Dan Golvach. He was an angel parent, if you don't remember them. uh, Trump would bring a group of family members up there, husbands, wives, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, of people who were murdered by illegal aliens. Dan Golvach was one of them. I've become really good friends with him over the years. His son, Spencer, was murdered. In his early 20s by a five-time deported illegal alien and Donald Trump met with Dan several times and promised him he would build the wall and get all his stuff done and at the end of the day Dan felt like he was just used and abused by Donald Trump and the Trump campaign and administration so I'm not really a fan of Trump I think he proved himself when when you lie to people whose children were murdered illegal aliens and you use them to help get elected get yourself elected then um, then i'm sorry but i just i cannot defend you so i started to believe that the poem that trump was telling about the snake who the woman let inside believing she was helping it who then bit her on her thigh and poisoned her and she died that trump was actually talking about himself and in a way, warning slash bragging. And this has to do with karma and sort of this weird sort of spiritual stuff that some of these people may or may not be into. And I'm not going to get into that on this show. We may do something like that behind the paywall at pain.tv. And that reminds me, we're doing great on iTunes, so I want to thank all of you who are listening. iTunes just happens to be the biggest podcast platform and so if you get a chance, if you're listening to this on Mike's channel, on the Thomas Payne Podcast channel, or on Payne.tv, just head over to podcast, uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And look up the Dustin Gold Standard. And just leave a five-star review and a comment if you can. It really helps us. I put a lot of work into this. My heart and soul goes into this research. And then hopefully, with my limited abilities, I'm able to relay that information back to you in layman's terms while connecting dots and putting the pieces of this technocracy together. So I appreciate that if you can do that. Also, if you want to join in on the discussion, you can go to Payne.TV slash Gold, I believe it's up, according to Mike's team. I don't stay on top of that stuff. You can sign up, and then you'll get the video version of the podcast. And just for you guys watching video, I put a message up there for you. I edit the audio when I'm done with the show because sometimes there's things I think of that I didn't put in and it's too difficult to edit the video. It takes too long and I haven't been doing that. But don't worry, within a couple of weeks after you know a couple dozen shows, I will be so good, so incredible here uh, that I won't have to go back and edit audio. I should be able to have the audio and the video match so no matter where you're watching, it'll be the same content. But so I thought that Trump was telling this poem about the snake and he was warning us, right? So, when I look at what Elon Musk is saying here, that adopting AI is like, quote, summoning the demon, end quote. So, what Musk is saying is adopting AI is like summoning the demon. He's the one building the AI. Therefore, he's telling you that he is summoning the demon or... He is the demon. And I'm not gonna get into spiritual or religious stuff in this set of shows because trust me, I've done a lot of research. I know there's a lot of people that want to talk about certain topics, and we will find an appropriate time and place to do so. But right now, one, I don't want to offend anyone who who may be spiritual in that sense, and two. I don't feel like getting kicked off all the platforms in the first week of the show. That would be counterproductive because I do believe I am giving you valuable information. As I said, I believe this technocracy is inevitable and we're going to have to work together to investigate it, try to understand it, try to predict the future so that we can best work around it. And enjoy as much of a natural life as we can. That's my personal life goal. I hope I share the same with you. And eventually we'll be able to communicate on pain.tv. And when I start doing live calls. And we can talk about this. For solutions to either defeat this. Which I don't believe is possible. If you have an idea please let me know. I I would be glad to listen to it. Uh, Or to live one foot in and one foot out. So that's where I stand. But if you look at Musk, I think he's very much like Donald Trump. We saw that the last couple months. As soon as he said he was going to buy Twitter, which fell through, which a lot of people predicted that. There was all sorts of MAGA people, Trump people, young people jumping on board saying he was going to be the savior of free speech. He's going to save free speech. Elon Musk is the savior of free speech. He is the savior He's incredible. How could you hate him? He said that gas prices need to come down. So did I. Does that make me some sort of hero? But yesterday in this article, we came across something that also is very interesting, where he warns of these super intelligent AI deathless authoritarians. And we hit on that at the end of yesterday's show. So when Elon Musk says we are summoning the demon with AI and that we have to fear these super-intelligent AI deathless authoritarians, is he referring to himself? Is this not just another Trump snake poem? While Trump brags that he is in fact the snake who is going to bite you on your thigh and inject poison into your body, is Elon Musk? While he builds AI, warning you that AI is dangerous, that AI will summon the demon, and that AI will release the superintelligent AI deathless authoritarians, is he not just referring to himself since he is the one building it? I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and we will be right back. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. All right, folks, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dust and Gold Standard, and we are summoning the demon. We are releasing the super intelligent AI, deathless authoritarians upon the world. But we love Elon Musk, and he loves us. Folks, yesterday we also covered, and I'm going to put this up on the screen here, it was another article Featuring Elon Musk that said um, he warned of a Terminator-like AI apocalypse. But now he's building the Tesla robot. More importantly, he's building AI. And he has a company that wants to put a brain chip in your head and connect you to it. I don't want to constantly repeat myself on this show. But I have to remind you sometimes of what you listened to yesterday in order to warm you up for what we're about to talk about. So... I do recommend the way this show works is because I am sort of moving forward in a progressive manner. I started with a particular topic and then I worked my way through and each show is like a new investigation. Sometimes, because I suffer from a little bit of ADD, I will veer in different directions. But trust me, I will always come back to the path we started on. So, if you feel like you're missing anything, just go back and listen to the last episode. In fact, all of my episodes will remain evergreen, meaning that I'm not doing daily politics. This is not Sean Hannity. This is not Rush Limbaugh. This is not Dan Bongino. So, you can go back and re-listen to all of the podcasts because I'm basically doing investigations into different characters involved with the technocracy, different technologies involved with the technocracy. And eventually we are going to be talking about, you know, gardening and farming and such too, because I want this to be a show about understanding the technocracy we are living under and we are moving into, and then how to work around it and live life as naturally as possible. So what we are going to do now is we are going to watch a video because I really want you to understand how much of a forked tongue scumlord Elon Musk is. This is a video I found on YouTube and trust me, there are many, there are no shortages of this type of propaganda. I've watched several of them. Some do have good information, so you will get some information out of this video. But at the same time, I want you to really understand and listen for the propaganda. There's a lot of these tech channels. They put out videos warning about MUS AI, but in the end, just like Joe Rogan on the Joe Rogan Experience, they laugh it off and end up telling you that it's good and it's for the good of humanity. As we know, Ray Kurzweil, one of the founders of the modern artificial intelligence, someone who wants immortality, who wants to upload his brain to the AI hive mind neocortex, and other of these crazy psychopathic maniacs are involved with building this technology. Let's take a look at this video and I will stop as I feel necessary and explain it to you. This is called a warning from Elon Musk.
0: Musk says, there is horrible danger that we might face and no one is talking about it. But let's start from the beginning. Often, TV shows depict little robots doing the unpleasant mundanities for humanity. As the time comes closer and closer to that being true, people are understandably excited. But is there a darker side to all this that we're not considering? No, not a war as dramatic as Terminator, but something a lot more subtle and a lot more insidious.
1: Now, he just said, not a war as dramatic as Terminator, even though Elon Musk likened the release of AI as a Terminator-like AI apocalypse. See, this is called propaganda,
0: according to Musk. One of the things he warned us about when it comes to the potential of AI was the loss of jobs. According to the Tesla CEO, the first jobs to disappear would be transportation. Now, let me tell you
1: this, insider knowledge. I have some people who live down in Boca Chica, Texas, as I explained yesterday. Very familiar with SpaceX, Musk's rocket company, completely government-backed, by the way, uh, down in Boca Chica, and therefore, I get firsthand knowledge from people who work for SpaceX and all of the welding done on his rockets are done by robots. So he is replacing human workers with robots. Of course, a couple of shows ago, we showed that Elon Musk calls the workplace a cybernetic collective in which humans and robots work together to build sort of this artificial intelligence. And eventually humans are going to work themselves ...out of a job by training the artificial intelligence and the robots.
0: ...drivers and lorry drivers, but it wouldn't end there. In fact, Musk warned that during the World Artificial Intelligence Conference held in Shanghai, the robots would be able to do literally everything better than humans, be it mental or physical. A robot, for instance, can learn to walk from scratch in only a few hours, much faster than a human. And while-
1: Okay, how is Elon Musk warning the people that are building this stuff, that AI will in fact replace humans because it will be better than humans, when Elon Musk is the man building this stuff. So is he warning them or is he threatening them? Or is he just giving an annual report?
0: Most AI experts thought it would be a good 20 years before an AI could beat a human being at Go in 2017 in a game that is supposedly more complex than chess. As Musk stated to the National Governors Association at the time, what will happen is that robots will be able to do everything far better than humans. The Tesla CEO theorizes that shortly after the robots begin taking all the jobs, the only job a human being will be able to do is AI programming, and even then, that would only hold out until the software becomes clever enough to program itself.
1: Right, now he claims, this gentleman claims that Elon Musk said that the AI will eventually program itself and therefore render humans useless as far as programming it now i've heard elon musk discuss the future 25 years from now where Humans are going to be programming the software that's the uh, 20th iteration of his Neuralink brain chip. We will see that in a video shortly. So, there's some confusion when I listen to Elon Musk, Peter Thiel, Mark Zuckerberg, these technocrats, talking about, on one hand, sort of this threat that AI is going to eventually rule everything and train itself and take over everything. On the other hand, they're always saying that there's going to be human software developers behind it and what musk always threatens is that we have to build it quickly to get ahead of all this horrible stuff that's going to happen in order to make sure we can merge with it transhumanism man and machine merging and then that way we're in charge of it But yet he wants to set up a governing council to oversee it which will be him so there will be the guy who built it will oversee it they will control the programming and we're supposed to agree to all this because of the threat that ai will eventually take over and run everything by itself you see it's a lie it's like a full circle lie they create the problem offer the solution create the problem Provoke your reaction. I'm angry. I'm angry. Offer the solution. Create COVID. Then provoke your response, right? Oh my God, I don't want to get sick. I want to go to the store. Okay, solution. Take the jab. Take the jab. Take the booster. Take the jab. Take the booster. Wear the mask. I'm not going to wear a mask. It's so stupid. Master stupid. Master dumb. You're patriotic if you wear a mask. You see, and they blend it all into chaos and confusion and chaos and confusion, and from chaos comes order,
0: not necessarily good order." The Tesla CEO says that finding a job that focuses on human-to-human interactions will be the longest-standing jobs, suggesting scientific and engineering fields. Other experts agree with Elon Musk's analysis, the Time Magazine reporting that in the absence of humans in the workplace, many jobs were replaced by AI in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic.
1: See that many jobs were replaced by AI during the COVID 19 pandemic. What's that called? That was called The Great Reset. Again, another Klaus Schwab book, The Great Reset, which came out a couple of months after COVID started in March 2020. Klaus had a book out by June or July 2020 called COVID 19, The Great Reset. And he promotes resetting the world, resetting. The era we live in through the Great Reset ushers us into Fourth Industrial Revolution, which brings us to the Fourth Industrial Era, the Fourth Industrial Revolution.
0: Study by Brookings Institution was published titled, Automation and Artificial Intelligence How Machines Are Affecting People and Places, and it had some worrying statistics to share. Thirty-six percent of America's employment, that being around 52 million jobs available in 2016, will experience what it calls medium exposure to automation by 2030, 39 percent.
1: Now 2030 is a very important year. That has to do with uh, United Nations Agenda 2030, World Economic Forum has many plans that that, uh, rely on coming to fruition by 2030. Ray Kurzweil predicted first stages of sort of biohacking of the biological body to end disease and to fight aging coming in 2030. 2030 is a very important year for the technocracy.
0: Or around 57 million jobs will experience low exposure. This means that many, many jobs will potentially have chunks of them carved out. And taken out of human hands by ai by the time 2030 rolls around however as elon musk says that might not even be the worst part of all of this musk claims that the scariest thing about the potential for ai is what he calls a deep intelligence in the network which most people aren't scared of at this point
1: deep intelligence in the network just remember that that's a good one deep intelligence in the network
0: because most aren't quite sure what that means But Musk stated to a bipartisan gathering of US governors that AI would be able to start a war by doing fake news and spoofing email accounts and doing fake press releases and by manipulating information. Musk warns that having been exposed to AI, people are not nearly concerned enough by its potential, and that we must act proactively to regulate it before the technology reaches that level. So if AI is advancing so quickly and reaching points where it could potentially take all of our jobs, why don't we stop it? Why would we allow this to happen? Well, believe it or not, there are some arguments as to why this might be a good thing. As automation and advances in industrialization in the past allowed humans...
1: Okay, watch. Here comes the propaganda, right? This guy is going to tell you why it's good that you're about to lose your job.
0: To partake in more hobbies and free time rather than just work and sleep.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll be so glad to lose my job so I could... So I could take on more hobbies and get more sleep. Yeah, and the elites, the technocratic overlords, the slave masters, they're going to let you just lay around and breathe their air and use their resources so the robots can do all the work and you can lay around and sleep. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to happen. They're going to just let you lay around and sleep, just have some hobbies, have some fun. And uh, how, how, how does this man explain where your money's gonna come from so that you could actually afford to sleep in a bed.
0: AI taking over our jobs does have the potential for the concept of work to be taken out of our hands entirely. It's a crazy idea, but every single job done by a human could be performed faster and more effectively by a machine. Then we wouldn't even have the Futurama-style future of humans and robots working alongside each other. But rather, humans would be taking a collective holiday as robots work in the factories, produce our food, and do the grocery shopping. Elon Musk has gone on record saying that he thinks a universal basic income would be the result of all this, telling CNBC...
1: Right, universal basic income. And remember I told you, in 2020, in the presidential race, on the Democrat side, he backed Andrew Yang, who went out there and promoted and pushed universal basic income on the kids. That was the whole point of that campaign, was to warm people up to the idea of universal basic income, to get that into the lexicon, to put that vocabulary out there so that it was discussed at the dinner tables of families in America. Universal basic income, welfare for everyone. Folks, we are going to take a short break and when we come back, we are going to finish this video and then get into Elon Musk through his own words. I am Dustin Gold and this is the Dustin Gold Standard.